Luke chapter 1. And here's the thing. A lot of us are thinking, man, I've heard this. I've told this. I read this. I know this story very well. We all do. But I tell you, there's a whole lot more to this. Man, you, you, we've got it. We've got to embrace, because we love this story, and I'm going, to, I'm going to bring you on this journey, okay? So at the end of this journey, we have baby Jesus, and we have the Savior of the world, and we have the manger, and we have all this, but it, this, this, we, we love that part. And God would say, well, let me tell you, it started way over here, this timeline, if you will. It, it started with the news. It started with two people saying, yes, Lord, yes. Well, I, I can't believe you chose me. Lord, I feel overwhelmed that, uh, who am I, Lord, that you would allow me to do this? And we sing the song, you know, Silent Night, and Mary would probably say, guys, I appreciate that's a great song, but it was not a silent night, okay? I I, There was a lot of crying from her and me and my husband, and there there was a lot of grief, and we couldn't find a place, and and I was broken, and I was yelling at Joseph, and he was yelling, you know, they, they weren't perfect. They were people. Chosen by God to do a miraculous thing to bring in the Savior of the world, but they were just people. The story of Mary and Joseph is a story of hardship and trials and difficulties. Every part of this, you you can say the same, we all say these things. Can you imagine being Mary and, and carrying in and be the first one to hold the Son of God, and to hold his little hand and to kiss his little cheek and, and all those. And, and she would say, yes, it was wonderful like that. You think you fall short of being a mom? Try being the mother of Jesus. Could never pull off a surprise party. <laughs> could never hide his birthday gifts. You could never, you know, you would always feel inadequate. Mary would testify to you that it was special. It was amazing. I, I get that later we're going to read in this with the song or the poem that Mary prayed and cried out to God, my soul doth magnify. She would tell you that it was absolutely amazing. But they would both tell you that they were scared. They would both tell you that they didn't know what was going on. They would both tell you that Joseph would go back and we're going to read how he said, I, I didn't know what to do and I love Mary and I wanted to believe her. But to tell me that this baby was God's child... And the Bible even says that Joseph was perplexed within himself. He was, he was confused. I, I, I don't know what to do with this. Let me tell you, that journey that God will take you on to accomplish his work, to accomplish his purpose, does not always make sense to us. Having a, the, 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 the Savior of the world and not finding a place to give birth doesn't make sense. Lord, the timing of this does not make sense. But it was all of God. Let's read together. Luke chapter 1 verse 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, espoused to a man whose name was Joseph, and the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. Stop and think about this. I mean, a lot of you guys have been in this place. You can imagine Mary excited about being married if, if she was engaged to this man she was probably counting down the days they were probably getting together talking about you know the, the ceremony and the blessing of it and the excitement of it and, and the parties and I, and I don't know exactly what all they did compared to our culture today but I guarantee you she was still excited they had their plans laid out they they, they were engaged to be married they probably talked about them having kids and what they would name their kids and 
what that experience would be like. Verse 28, and the angel came in there and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. I mean, th- this, this opening, hey, Mary, you are favored of God. Let me tell you, everything that's about to transpire is a good thing. If we would get this part, just because the journey is not easy and just because it's sometimes confusing doesn't mean that God's not in it. You are blessed. You are blessed. Thou art blessed among women. This, what you have to do, when you have to walk in and tell your mom and dad, mom and dad, I'm pregnant. Joseph, I'm pregnant. It's a blessing. It's not going to feel that way right now, okay? And the Bible says in verse 29, when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. See, that's the part that we don't want to bring out. She was troubled at her saying, cast in her mind what matter of salutations or the purpose of this greeting this should be. She wondered in her mind, what's going on? I, I, Lord, I, I wasn't expecting this. I, I had no idea. This isn't, this is, and in the next two verses, her life 100% changed. Everything in her life was flipped in these two verses. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy, move and bring, in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Let's pray. And Father, as I share this message that you've shared with me, I, I just pray, Lord, that you'll help us to embrace the journey. Lord, it's not the same journey, but we're all on a journey. Lord, you, you are taking us somewhere. You're doing something with us. You have a plan for us. You have a mission for us. We are carrying out the work of Christ. We have been indwelled with the Holy Spirit. Lord, it is a lot more parallels than we want to make mention of. And I just pray, Lord, that you'll give us understanding. And Lord, help this to be more than just something we read on Christmas morning out of tradition. But Lord, it is a lesson to be learned of how you work. We pray this in your name. Amen. I mean, you can imagine, this is huge. Uh, and, and the mixed emotions going on, I mean, she's like, I, I, I'm with child, I'm going to have a baby. This is so, such a blessing, and I know that it's all from God. And God did have a big plan. I mean, even the, even the point of his name shall be called Jesus, and she didn't even get all this. But 2,000 years later, we're praising the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus changes people's lives. She had no idea the magnitude, the incredible blessing as she's sitting there going, how can this be? And here we are looking back. We look back, all right? There's, there's her story. And we're looking back and go, Mary, don't worry about it. It is wonderful. I'm saved because of what God did. I am changed. Revival has gone across the world. People's lives have been changed. And she's over there going, Lord, I'm scared. It's easier to look back than it is to look forward. See, for, for some of you are at that place in your life where you're just like, Lord, I have no idea what I'm, I, I wasn't expecting this child to come in my life and I wasn't expecting to move to Columbus and I wasn't expecting to lose my job and I wasn't expecting, I wasn't expecting. And God was like, just, it's okay. Because I'm doing something really big over here, but you've got to trust me. 
over here. He can sit back and talk about how Mary and Joseph, just they, they, they honor God, they love God. They did all of those things. Don't get me wrong, they did. And the Bible even points it out about how Joseph responded and how Mary responded. But it was still a lot for them to handle. All she could do was trust God. Let's be honest. Dealing with changes and challenges in our life would be a lot easier if you could see ahead. Wouldn't it? Because like, Lord, I'll do this. Man, I'll take on this new job. Can you tell me what I'll make and how it'll be? Can you tell me I'm going to have a house when I get there? Can you tell me I'm going to like it? Can you tell me, God, that I can handle it? And No, you just got to trust me. You, you just have to move there. You just have to go there. You just have to accept it. You just have to get out of the boat and walk on the water. You just have to trust me. Easier said than done. And the thing is, we all pray this prayer. Have you guys ever noticed that? We pray this prayer over here. Before we get to the angel coming and saying, Mary, I'm flipping your world upside down. We start over here and we pray this prayer. You'll probably pray it today. You probably prayed it this morning. Lord, I just want to be used of you. And Lord, I, I want you to do something special in my life. And God, I, I, I want to impact the world. And Lord, I want to do, I want to do, I want to do. And God says, all right, okay. And then we get to that. It's like, Lord, what are you doing? And God said, you prayed for this. You just asked me to do something great. You just opened the door. You just did all this. And now I step into your life to answer it. But you have to brace the unexpected. It's, it's not easy to do. So here's, we're going to go through these points. Number one, the journey begins with the unexpected challenge. See, the challenge is something that you face that you don't have figured out. And I'm telling you, this is all of us. A challenge is something that you face that you don't have figured out. And and every story in the Bible, go back to Gideon, go back to Moses, go, go, go back to every one of these big stories that we tell. God said, I want you to go do this. I I want you to take over this army. I want you to bring down these walls. I want you to cross the Red Sea. I'm going to use you to do this. And like, how in the world? God doesn't give you all the answers up front. Some of you are waiting for that, you know, email from God. It's just not going to happen that way. God doesn't, we walk by faith and not by what? Not by sight. You're not always going to see God's plan. You're not always going to know how it's going to go. You're not always going to know, Mary, where you're going to stay that night when you have to give birth. You're not always going to know what Joseph's going to say. You don't know how the community is going to react. You don't know what's going to happen. But God gives us challenges. When we get there and say, oh, I, don't, I can't get past this part. I don't know what I'm going to do with that. Just so God can show that he's more powerful than your circumstances. Because when it's God, it's not God. It can't be all you. We're used to it. When I have plans. I have an agenda. I know where I'm moving. I know where I'm going to work. I don't know how much money I have. And God pulls all that from underneath. And you're just like, Lord, now I don't know. And God says, that's right. Now you have to trust me. This young girl is engaged not married and pregnant. Now just stop for a minute. We will look at that today and usually that's socially accepted today. But let me tell you, this was a different world. It was not socially accepted. She, she had a huge opposition and challenge before because let's just be honest. Oh, you're, you're, you're with child. Yes, I am. It's like, oh, so Joseph. No, it's not even Joseph. You're still getting married. Yeah, <laughs> play out that one. Imagine going up to her parents, mom, dad, I got great news. I'm, I'm, I'm with child. And they're like, what? And it's not Joseph. What? It's God's child. Okay. 
all right. All right, honey, we need to talk. Life does not always make sense. And life is not always easy. Verse 34, and then Mary said unto the angel, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? She, she just come out and said, Lord, I'll be honest, this does not add up. It does not add up. See, we get scared when things do not add up. God, God uses a totally different calculator than you and I use. When you come to your finances, when you come to your timeline, when you come to that move, when you come to that thing in your life, God does not use the same calculator that we use. She knew what was happening was of God. But God has a way of, as we face the challenges of showing himself to us, so I, I want you to see what God was doing. God made her a promise, but she had to test this. It's not just hearing what God tells us. It's, it's applying those things to our life. And just like Peter getting out of the boat. All right, Lord, I trust you. I trust you. But where he put his faith in the action is when he actually got out of the boat. See, verse 35, and this is powerful. And I, I want you guys to get this. I want this to soak into your minds. And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. And the, what's the next word? power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Can you imagine that? Lord, how can this be? Lord, how am I going to have answers? Lord, how am I going to deal with this? And God's response to the angel is, let me tell you, the power of God is going to come upon you, Mary. That word power is that dunamis power. It is that explosive power. It is that miraculous power. It is the same word power that was used to raise Jesus from the dead and to call out Lazarus from being dead after three days. But get this. Out of all the names that they could have used to explain that power, it said the power of the highest. You guys know that verse, and I I, I taught this not too long ago in 2 Corinthians 10.5, and I started thinking about This is so cool. It says, casting down imaginations and every high thing. Casting down imaginations and every high thing. You can imagine in our perspective uh, of what God was saying is, let let me tell you guys, in in the life that you deal with, there's going to be things bigger than you are. Mary, the God that you serve not only has the power, he's the most high, he's bigger than anything out there. The sun, the most high, the highest. Bigger than anything that you can face. And I love, it says, shall overshadow thee. You know know how you live in the shadow of something? You have to be in the presence of whatever that is. if, If you're in the shadow of a building, you're in the shadow of your mom and dad when you're little or whatever, you have to be pretty close to it. You know what God was saying? I'm gonna be right next to you in everything that you face. God God was literally saying, my presence, my power, the highest power, the greatest power, it's it's greater than you having to tell your mom and dad. Uh, What what about Joseph? I'll take care of that. I'm bigger than Joseph. I'm bigger than your circumstances. I'm bigger than the fact that Herod's going to try to take your son's life. I'm bigger than the fact that you won't have a place to lay your head. I'm bigger than the fact And in this world, we have ISIS. And I tell you, our God is bigger than ISIS. 
Our, our God is bigger than the economy. Our God is whatever you're fearing with the next turnaround of the election. God's bigger than our economy. God's bigger than your bank accounts. When God says, my, my power will overshadow you as you go on the journey, as God calls you, don't forget you're not going alone. That's the whole point of this. When you explain it to Joseph, when they try to take your baby's life, I'll be there. See, the Bible tells us that God goes before us. And God's bigger than our unemployment. And God's bigger than our personal issues and our personal problems. You say, well, this is, oh, I thought this was a Christmas story about Mary and Joseph. This is about two people engaged, financially strapped. They, they didn't walk in there saying, I've got $5,000. Give me a place to stay for my, they were, where's all their money at? You, you think about it and got the provision of God. You say, well, how did they make it through this journey? We'll get to that later. But there was three, well, there was three gifts that were delivered to them that God provided for their needs. See, this whole thing was, it was not how much they had or how equipped or, they were, they were estimated to be teenagers. Every bit of this was, Lord, I have no idea. And God says, you just have to trust me. Every one of us here are on a journey that God has something. It might not be giving birth to Jesus, but it is carrying out the mission. It is bringing Jesus into the world. It is letting people know that there is hope, that it is being the fact that God's working through you and your spouse and through your circumstances and challenges that you don't know what to do with. It is the same. See, the purpose of unexpected challenges come into our life to teach us his reliable presence. I will never leave you no matter what you face. On this when you embrace the journey, the, the, the next thing we've, we have, we, we face unexpected challenges. And we're not going to like this next part, but I just need you to bear with this. God will bring unexpected changes into your life. Unexpected changes. I can tell you that, I, I don't know what Mary was doing at that time. I don't know if she was cleaning a room. I don't know if she was making bread. I, I, I don't know what she was doing, but I promise you from that moment on, everything changed in her life. Can I tell you guys, as human beings, dealing with change is not easy. When God flips your world upside down, so, some of you today, you have changes in your life that you did not expect to come into your life. There's an empty chair at the table. There's, there's empty money in your checking account. You're, you're facing a new job. You're in a new state. You're in a new church. You walked into an entirely new job that you were so uncomfortable with. You see, God has a reason for all that he does. God has a way of changing your routine and switching up your retirement plan and changing your income and doing all these things. Everything changed in their life at that moment. They had a child sooner than what they were thought, thought of. There was probably a marriage different than what they thought of. There was a location change in their life. Everything changed. Can I remind you that when God changes things, God makes no mistakes. See, and the Bible says in Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are the called according to his purpose. The, the thing is, when we get upset on that journey, we sit there and tell God, this doesn't work with what I have planned. And God says, here's the thing. You have been bought with a price. You're here for my purpose. Yeah. 
unless we're surrendered to God and saying, God, if you need to move me to Columbus or if you need to move me to wherever, and God, if you have a plan, if you're not there, then all of a sudden, you're going to have a lot of problem with the changes that God brought into your life. Because your life is not about you. It's all about his. The whole purpose of Mary and Joseph at that point was to deliver the Savior into the world. And let me remind all of us here today, that is the same job that we have is to deliver Jesus to the world. God has a right to change our plans. God has every right to change your direction. God has every right to step into your finances. All of these things belong to God. It's all of God's. And God moves it around to say, hey, here, hey, Joseph, I appreciate this job that you have. And Mary, oh, I mean, you guys were going to wait two, kids, two years to have kids and all this. But here's the thing. You both belong to me, and I need Jesus to be married or, or born there. I, I, I have shepherds lined up that are going to come see him. And two years after that, I have wise men that are going to come and see him. And, and, I, and along this way, every bit of this, I need you over there. And the only way for God to move you where he needs you to be is he's got to change where you're at. He's got to change what you're doing. And I tell you, we, we argue with God on that. We, we, we get upset when God changes our lives and moves us around. See, God in the Old Testament, God moved Joseph to Egypt. Why? Because he had a plan to save the world. The brothers didn't even get all that, but God did. God had a plan to move Moses to the backside of the desert. God, God had a, a plan for, for Saul on the road to Damascus. God had a plan through all of that. And sometimes God will change your direction. He'll change your perspective. He'll change your placement. He'll change your job. He'll change all for his glory, not yours. When God makes a change in your life, embrace the change. Because he's going to place you somewhere that other people need you, maybe then you didn't even realize it. If God has you at that new job, rather than you complaining about it, say, God, why do you have me here? Lord, show me why you put me here. God, God moves you in a neighborhood and you walk in there and say, honey, I, I don't like this job or I don't like this home and I, I don't like this and I don't like that. You need to stop and say, God has me here for a reason it's not what I wanted, it's not what I planned, but, but I tell you, we, we, we argue with God so much that we miss what he's doing. God makes no mistakes. And what I realize is when you get on a journey and you just take a step, God says, along this way, I'm going to keep working in it. But a lot of us throw our hands up when it's just different. I don't know why some of you were moved to Ohio. Or even Columbus. But I tell you, if God brought you to this church, God brought you here on purpose. And if, God, if some of you have that job that you've been telling your honey every day, I don't like it. It's frustrating. I, I can't get used to it. this. Just stop and say, hey, maybe somebody here needs me. And God had to bring you from one spot to the other to accomplish his work. So we close with this last point. Dealing with the unexpected challenges and the unexpected changes. But then they were faced with an unexpected choice. See, here it is. They presented this to her. And listen to Mary's response in Luke one thirty eight. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. 
do you, do you get what she says here? She, she stops before she starts on the journey and she said, let me have it. Lord, I, I have no idea and I'm not saying that I'm not scared. And, and yes, I have Joseph and my parents and relocation and having a baby and I'm engaged, all this other stuff. But yes, be it unto me. Let me have it. Do you realize that some of you look at other people and say, well, I wish I'd get used like that, or I wish God would use me like that. I I wish, I wish. And God says, man, I asked you, and you got scared because I was going to move you. I was going to change something in your life, and you just say, I'm not doing this. I'm out of here. I hate this. And God says, I can't use that. Be it unto me. You see, it's it's not just you saying, because sometimes we go, but we go kicking and screaming. Some of you walk into that job and your attitude's so bad about God moving you there that nobody ever saw the, the love of God in you because all you do is complain about, I don't like the snow here and here we go. And then I had to scrape my window. And you're just like, it comes out. Not, not understanding that our attitude, we can choose to say, God, I'm going to magnify you. That's what Mary did. Now listen to this. Her, her response, Luke 1, And Mary said, my soul doth magnify the Lord you know what the word magnify means? To make him seen or to make him big or to make him known. My attitude through this journey is going to make Jesus known to this world. What's your attitude in the change and challenges along the journey that God's brought to you? What, what's your attitude? Because maybe nobody's getting anything out of your journey or your mission because your attitude stinks. For he hath regarded the lowest state of this handmaiden. Behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. You know that God has the same thing for you? Or God looks at how you raise your kids or how you embrace that ministry or how you embrace that challenge. And everybody said, man, I can see the favor of God in your life. And Mary would say, don't, don't give credit to me. I was scared to death. All I did was trust and obey. It's all I did. She chose in her heart to trust God. But let, let me show you Matthew 119. When Joseph, her husband, being a just man and willing to make her a public example, was mindful to put her away privately. You, you know, he was battling in his mind how he was going to deal with this. He, 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 he had said, Lord, I, I know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to uh, divorce her and let her go off with this baby that she's having. The angel of the Lord, and while he brought these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived of her is of the Holy Ghost. You say, what what happened here? God stepped in is what happened. While Mary's over here saying, dear God, I love Joseph. And I can't do this without him. And Lord, you know that I need him. And Lord, I, I, I don't know how I'm going to handle this. But Joseph is, I, I know what he's thinking right now. And I've heard from the other guys. And I, I know it's not looking good. God was over there at the same time going, Joseph, that's of me. That's of me. You see, when God is working, he's working behind the scenes in ways that you don't even see. And you can't even understand. You know, I, I love the verse how the Bible says that God goes before us. God is already working out these details around you in this journey. God's already stepped into your situation. The question is, are you going to choose to trust him? Or are you going to choose to run the other way? 
You can, you can choose to have the right attitude or you can choose that I'm going to complain through the entire thing. It's up to you. And at the end result of this, we can look back at this story and how, see, how, see how Jesus had it planned all along. Every bit of it. We look back and say, wow. Man, you got there and nowhere was no place to stay. You stayed in a manger while that failed. And then we look at today and say, wow, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Every bit of the detail, every challenge, every change, every choice came to glorify God. Because all things work together for good to them that love God. The question is, as you are on the journey to fulfill what God has for your life, what are you doing with the unexpected that comes in your life? Because it could impact thousands of people, millions of people in her case, as a result of her embracing the thing that God gave her.